Welcome to Audient of Beat Podcast. Balls, welcome to the Odd and Offbeat podcast, hosted by myself, Mr. Matthew Baker, and the unconstrained Louis Fox. That's right. Your basement cannot hold me back. <laughs> we just did a show together. We I call it a junior high show, but they were all freshmen in high school. Yeah, and it was a weird circumstance. We were trying to figure out what it was for, and it was just check-in day. Yeah, this it's a pri- <laughs> we went to a private high school. They had a freshman sleepover essentially mental health check-in <laughs> yeah. overnighter and we were like why are we what's the purpose of this event they're like we just wanted to hear how they're doing in their year yeah what are their challenges what sort of hell of high school is this <laughs> shit man my high school had like a trailer on cinder blocks was part of our <laughs> the classrooms we'd go to your check-in day was the uh, drug dealer out back <laughs> As a performer, you the people listening, you might not be a performer yourself, but I always find that when I was doing school assembly programs that that age of person is very difficult to connect with. Yes. You know, because even though they're freshmen, they're sort of like glorified eighth graders. Yeah. You know, they're like... Which is really glorified seventh grader. Yeah. They're, no, I mean, they're Which 14, 15, right? Yeah. They're at the point where they really don't know who they are, but they know that they're not the person that their parents made them up to be. Yeah. They're sort of stepping out of that shell, but they haven't, don't really quite get jokes that much. Yeah. They haven't figured out who they are as a person and they're, they're trying to figure it out. I will tell you my uh, tax joke fell flat. (laughs) Well, at least you got laughs. Most of my, material was because i don't know like most of my stuff is like it's either really good for adults or it's mostly just good for adults (laughs) and i don't really have something for that age i don't i just don't have material for that age of kids at one point i wanted to say you guys are 15 when i was 15 i had been to drug rehab multiple times what are you doing with check-in day (laughs) what is this come on i've been arrested before i know like you look at it was like 300 kids i'm like how many of these kids are on like fentanyl (laughs) Yeah, it was tough because they didn't get a lot of the jokes, but they were very enthusiastic. Yes. And about it, they wanted an hour show, and we did about 57 minutes. And we took we took our bows, and we got a standing ovation. Yeah. And as we're walking off stage, the producer runs over to Louie, and... She goes, you're three minutes short. <laughs> so I go back out and bang out three, three more, more minutes. You do three more minutes. It's the forced encore. Wow. They were like, we just, we, we gave him a standing ovation already. Why did he come back out? Yeah. I guess they, I was No encore. more. No more. Yeah, I just had never seen that before. I had never, and I've done shows where I've been booked for an hour and I've done like 33 minutes before. I mean, I've done shows that are like significantly less than the contracted time. Yeah. Well, and it's weird because it's like literally three and a half minutes we were short. Yeah, and she was like looking, you know, giving you the, hey, you're three minutes short. We paid, you didn't even pay top dollar. You no, did at a discounted rate, like big time. It was the you and I hang out price. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, yeah, you went on, you did the three minutes, not a standing ovation. No. I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> Together, standing ovation, you alone, no yeah. standing ovation. Yeah. But then we were chatting with them before the show with the bookers. And they said they had a hypnotist in the past. And the hypnotist comes in and he goes, do you want 
an R-rated show, an NC-17 show, or an X-rated show? Or would you just like me to inappropriately touch everybody? It's <laughs> <laughs> like we like R-rated, NC-17, or completely illegal. Yeah, and it's like you're—it's for 15-year-olds at a religious high school. Yeah. If, like where in the lobby there's a giant picture of the Pope. Yeah, you're like, well, I think they want the X rated. Yeah, yeah, it was an interesting show. I, you know, definitely walked away feeling less about myself. <laughs> yeah, definitely walked away not feeling good about myself. But whatever. <laughs> but whatever. Whatever. <laughs> I'd do it. The money was nice. <laughs> I'll take the check. <laughs> All right, let's get to the story. Let's do it. get to some weird news this story comes from foodandwine.com that's a news source more reliable than any news you read on social media (laughs) you think what happens if the news is about food and wine (laughs) that's true you think this is more reliable i don't know the story we're about to do (laughs) (laughs) it's true and just so you know this story slants a little negative towards the subject matter but we're gonna let you be the judge exactly So the story goes, new El Chapo beer readies for release in Mexico. So El Chapo, I guess, is Mexican for shorty. So I guess this only comes in 12 ounce, not the 22. (laughs) Because he was a very short man. I think he was 5'3", is what I read. And it goes, if you've ever dreamed of drinking like a drug lord, well, first, maybe clean up your dreams a bit. But second, now you can. At least in name. Dude, they're going to have to change this now. You're like, if you have to look at the, the baggage with a name, like Corona, you can't buy anymore. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Bud Light. <laughs> After those Air Bud movies. <laughs> <laughs> of all the things that I think El Chapo would want to sponsor, I wouldn't think it's a beer. I think more like shovels. Yeah. Garden gnomes. <laughs> garden gnomes. <laughs> I have an El Chapa garden gnome. Really? Yeah. El Chapa is now a beer thanks to the notorious Mexican drug trafficker's daughter. Seems like the family of drug lords are very industrious. Yeah, I know, right? In episode 88, we did a story about a cell phone that was invented by Pablo Escobar's brother. Yeah, totally, right? And that guy was part of the drug cartel, Pablo Escobar's yeah, brother, and he did time. They're like, who's your venture capitalist funding by <laughs> drugs? Not only doing the cell phone, he's also a silent owner in this beer company. Well, if Pablo Escobar's on board, I'm going to put some money into this. <laughs> El Chapo Mexican Lager plans to sell south of the border at 70 pesos, about $3.75 for a 12-ounce bottle pending government approval. I like how the government's got to be like, yes, you can sell this. I know. The price is based on the position Joaquin El Chapo Guzman ranked on the Forbes 2009 list of the world's richest people at 700 Oh. I like how they knew his worth. Like, it's just a ballpark guess. Yeah. So, yeah. How do they know that? Unless right? he's smart and he's been filing his taxes. So they <laughs> say, like, if you're into shifty stuff, 
You should still file your taxes for it. about the cash and gold that's buried somewhere. Yeah. So like, let's say you have some weird under the counter drug business. Mm -hmm. You declare that income so they can't get you for uh, like tax evasion. Yeah. Right. Like the BS crimes. Yeah. Alejandrina Guzman Salazar has reportedly previously used the name and number for an El Chapo clothing line and unveiled bottles of the Cerveza. You know what? All this time I thought they were Levi 701s. I've been wearing El Chapo 701 (laughs) jeans. El Chapo beer, tunnel your way to intoxication. <laughs> uh, so the beer features a tasteful portrait of her father on the label. I would have a picture of him like murdering someone. <laughs> In the movie Goodfellas, there's the guy played by Ray Liotta, mm-hmm. who's a real guy. And yeah. before he died, he had to fund himself by making art. Yeah. So he would paint pictures of like flowers and things like that. And I gave one to a friend of mine, Maddie, uh, Laura, who's a comedian. Well, you bought one? Yeah. It was like 10 bucks. <laughs> and, and no one was buying these. Yeah. Because you don't want like the mobster who killed people. You don't want him painting pictures of flowers. Yeah. And so he realized this and he started painting pictures of like, you know, him bearing a body. Uh-huh. And they're like, look like a four-year-old uh-huh. did it. But they're like horrible. Yeah, yeah. But turns out the flowers are worth more because he only did a handful of them. Oh, look at that. Yeah. You're in on the ground floor. In on the ground floor. So this should, more people would buy this, though, if it wasn't a tasteful picture, if it was him murdering someone. Oh, you think so? Oh, yeah. yeah. They keep the bottles at the very least. Yeah. This is an artisanal beer with 4% alcohol. 4% to represent how often my father was there for me. <laughs> this, this prototype is a lager, and it's made up of malt, rice, and honey, so it's good. With just a hint of cocaine. Yeah, just a smidge to get you hooked. A little bit of fentanyl. <laughs> Adriana Etuarte, a salesperson for the brand, said, according to Reuters, the idea is for it to be sold at bars that stock craft beer. Here's the problem with their thing. No craft beer drinkers drink 4% alcohol beer. Yeah, that's true. It's like, that's pretty low alcohol percentage. I mean, right? What are they going to do? Tunnel it to Utah? <laughs> <laughs> These are hops grown in a tunnel. <laughs> As for El Chapo himself, he's currently serving a life sentence at the ADX Florence Supermax Federal Prison near Florence, Colorado. Whether he has tried his namesake beer is doubtful at best. You have to keister that bad boy oh in. Oh my goodness, right? Yeah. It's not It's not El Chapo approved. It's just used his name. Yes. Correct. Well, his daughter approved it. Some may consider the brew just a fun gimmick. Others question the choice, especially since it's run by the former Kingpin's own family. But it's like, just because my dad murdered a bunch of people and got a bunch of people hooked on drugs doesn't mean I can't have my own business. Yeah, that's true. They're not up for trial, right? Yeah. They're, they're not, they haven't been accused of any crimes. Exactly. Trump was impeached, but Ivanka can still sell clothes. Yes. His family's only crime is making super weak beer. <laughs> that's, the, that's the number one crime. That's why he's really in Supermax. <laughs> The cynicism with which his family conducts its business is because they are immune and because they are people who are willing to buy these products that make an apology for crime. I don't think you make an apology for crime by buying it. According to Annabelle Hernandez, you do. And she wrote the book Narcoland about the Guzman cartel. I wrote the book on how to perform for four-year-olds. <laughs> so uh... Even companies controlled by Zambada, the leader of Sinaloa cartel, which was El Chapo's cartel, have contracts now, at this moment with the Mexican government, I have the document. So, of course, this Chapo Cerveza can exist in Mexico. Yeah, I mean, the Bin Laden family built skyscrapers. Yeah, right? 
So I don't think that they should stop there. I think they should take all the drug lords and make beer out of them, like the Pablo Pilsner. Oh, yes. The Lucas Lager. Yeah. After the guy in Chicago. The Rick Ross Rye. <laughs> I'd get that one. Yeah. <laughs> so they're saying that you should just stick to Modelo food and wine. Yes. Yeah. So what do you think about this, Louis Fox? I would buy a bottle of it. Yeah, you would, of I course. I would. Yeah. What, what does that mean? Well, you like the sort of novelty. <laughs> I do like it. I do too. Yes. I would drink the novelty beer. I'd probably smuggle one home. Yeah, it's tough because, you know, it's like we talk a lot about this because you and I both collect unusual things in that we are on these sites that have like sell paintings and stuff from like serial killers like John mm-hmm. Wayne Gacy or like uh, Manson. Yeah. And we're both strongly against it. Yes. But that's something that the, the serial killer actually made. Yes. So you're saying if El Chapo made this, you wouldn't buy it? Yeah, no, if, if El Chapo is, you know, <laughs> stirring the word, uh, yeah, no, I probably wouldn't. I would love it. Like, their costs are so low because they just have prison inmates <laughs> brewing the hops. <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. So you're for this. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm for this. I mean, and it's the family member making a living. Yeah, and what's funny is uh, we did a little bit deeper of a dive, and this same daughter who started this beer just got married to the son of another famous drug cartel kingpin. Yeah, but in their defense, they were street-level drug dealer sweethearts. <laughs> I knew he was the one when I saw him on the corner selling meth at the age of seven. <laughs> I, t- I went to convince him to switch to my, my dad's product, and we locked eyes. I think that this is cool in the sense that, you know, it's fine to make new beer. They're just using the name. It, yes, it is the daughter, but she, what is she, she has to do something for a what living. What is she going to do? Like be a secretary? Yeah. Like, yeah, come on. Yeah. I mean, I guess when you're lazy, you just live off the fame of your parents. But how many people have? Yeah, exactly. Right. You got your Paris Hilton. You got your. Yeah. Your, I mean, the Kim Kardashian beer I had was horrible. Yeah. But kudos to her for making it. <laughs> it had a very Full back palette. <laughs> so yeah, we will uh, if we can acquire some of this beer. When we, are you? When are you in Mexico next? I'd be there next week, I believe. Uh-huh. I, I don't think it's been approved by the government yet, though. Yeah, once it, once it's out, I go to Mexico often. I will be sure to get it. I know because one thing I know: the bureaucracy in Mexico runs super fast. <laughs> I would love for the bottle caps to be used for him to tunnel out of his next jail. You can fold the label back and make a shiv. (laughs) I like it. All right. And now it's time for strange stories from the time capsule with Dr. Henry. Ronald Reagan is best known for being president and acting in numerous films, but he was also a prolific lifeguard who saved 77 people from drowning. This story comes from metro.co.uk. That's a news source more reliable than using superglue as a seatbelt. <laughs> you never done that? <laughs> Super effective. Just glue myself in like I'm Neil Armstrong taking off into space. <laughs> Especially if you're in a long road trip. I think it's more effective than a seatbelt. So this story has glue in, in, in its title, Louie. It says, son glues dad's belongings to the ceiling 
and adds more for every day he doesn't notice. That's a slow burn practical joke. It's great, though. His dad's got his own slow burn practical joke. Slowly, he's spending his son's college money on replacing these items. <laughs> By the end of it, his mom is just glued <laughs> to the ceiling. <laughs> like, how do you glue the house to the inside of the roof of the house? I just don't think he cares about his stuff. It might be one of the most infuriating things in the world when you can't find what you're looking for. Why does the remote control have such a penchant for disappearing? Is someone working on a Find My Remote app yet or what? When I was like 20, I lived with two dudes that were engineers. And their solution to this, they made like a duct tape tether to the remote uh-huh. control and taped it to the couch. Never, oh, that's never smart. Never lost it. Yeah, that's really smart. But they do have those like, you know, they have them for keys, like little square things you can the find. little tile that yeah, I yeah. famously used to locate my keys <laughs> locked <laughs> inside <laughs> my car. <laughs> it goes, usually though, we find the elusive device wedged behind the sofa cushions, hidden underneath it or randomly in the bathroom or next to the kettle. One place we might not look, however, is... The ceiling. Now, do you ever look at the ceiling in your house? No. All right. Not I, really. I mean, I always I look up. I, Although I think this kid glued, we, there's a shoe, a remote control, some glasses, a iPhone case. I think that would catch your eye in the peripheral, unless it, like your ceilings are so high. Yeah. But in the picture, they don't seem to be that high. No, the it looks average. Average height. And so I would think when you walk into a room, it would sort of catch your eye that there's a giant shoe up there. Yeah. Understandably, one unfortunate dad didn't think to look up after four days of constantly losing his stuff. Because his dad's always drunk. (laughs) He's usually on the floor. He's like, God damn it, where's my insulin? (laughs) Turns out his son had been pranking him. The boy was sticking his dad's things to the ceiling of their home, adding one more prized belonging for every day his dad didn't notice. I don't know if I'd call the stuff he was sticking up their prized belongings. It's not like you put my... Pete Rose rookie card up yeah, there. Yeah, right? Your birth certificate. <laughs> yeah. His license. I mean, yeah. I mean, stuff that... I mean, the glasses matter, though. Yeah. I think when you're putting stuff up there that he has multiples of, like a shoe or an iPhone case, but the, that's when the the remote is when he's, like, frantically searching for it, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's when you're like, okay, it's not fun anymore. Reddit poster Seaman the Sailor shared images of some of the items he glued, including glasses, a phone case, a shoe, and... The one to end all games, the remote. On day one, he started with his dad's glasses. The next day, he stuck on a phone case. Next came a shoe. That's why he couldn't find him. He couldn't see. (laughs) That's true. On day four, the son stuck the TV remote on the ceiling, and it was at this point the dad must have realized something fishy was going on. Have you ever, like, just had a chain of crap you couldn't find? I do this one a lot where I'm on the phone and I'm actually looking for my phone at the same time. <laughs> While you're talking into it. I, and the person on the lonely line is like, look under the bed. Look under the bed. Did you find your phone yet? Do you, want, do you want me to call your phone? <laughs> hey, would you call my phone? <laughs> and as one might in such desperate times, this dad may have looked to the heavens for answers. Oh, yes. He's praying. Please, Lord, <laughs> let me find the remote. Well, there's like that saint of misplaced stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. Explain. I don't know I think you pray to the saint of whatever and it helps you find it. St. Anthony of Padua is the patron saint of stolen or lost items. So you could pray for your virginity. (laughs) (laughs) 
Can you pray to it that someone loses theirs? I don't things? think you can use the. It's not a Saint, malicious saint. Saint Anthony of Padua is not like a voodoo doll. <laughs> it's a Catholic voodoo doll. So you pray to Saint Anthony in hopes of finding something. Yeah, yeah. You're. I would love to find my real parents. <laughs> I'd love to find religion. Saint Anthony, help me. <laughs> what he found wasn't divine intervention, but all his missing stuff staring down at him. I mean, it's got to be a great moment. It's like at the end of Streetcar of Desire. He's like, Stella. Oh, shoot. (laughs) (laughs) I stuck my dad's glasses on the ceiling for every day he doesn't notice. I will add another of his possessions, the poster explained, to followers. He continued day two of sticking my dad's possessions to the ceiling until he notices this is the phone clip. I wouldn't notice a phone clip. Yeah, it looks. it's hard to see what in the picture. Users tuned in every day to see which item was getting the ceiling treatment that day. <laughs> every day for four days. <laughs> I love the that term ceiling treatment, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's like it's some sort of grounding. Like you better knock that off or you're going to get the ceiling treatment. Yes. Like, what? But avid followers of the tense drama were sad to see that on the fifth day, there were just five bits of tape and blue tack left on the ceiling as the prankster had finally been rumbled. He ended the saga with well boys it was a good run but all things must come to an end i'm surprised only like i would have tried to go for like a super slow burn like first your id and then you just little like nail clippers yeah i would have put them around the house i wouldn't have put them in all one location right Uh... i would have like put like your nail clippers over here your shoes over here your Mm -hmm. licenses over there yeah you know whatever it is of course he then told his dad about posting the whole event on reddit and the response wasn't great he called me a cheeky blank c word the poster told followers he added then we had a beer together and i showed him all the comments on my post shoo you got 2k likes (laughs) it's cool and he's seven yeah (laughs) (laughs) they didn't say how old this guy was he's obviously old enough to have a beer in england where this has taken place yeah which i believe is the legal drinking ages in Uh, the womb or yeah no it's in utero (laughs) thanks for the support also to everyone asked how i stuck his things up there i used blue tack and some command strips for the shoe he's really pulling for the uh command strip uh endorsement endorsement yeah i'm the michael jordan of command yeah he's like hoping that like 3m tape is going to come in and like (laughs) give him a commercial or like a holding deal (laughs) (laughs) a holding deal There's on Reddit, it's there's a thousand comments and they vary from witty to remind me to look at this in 24 hours and other ones asking for a video. But we will post the picture of the kid with all the objects on the ceiling. And what do we think about this? I mean, I love a prank. That's fun. But at the other hand, if I needed my glasses, my daughter had put them up there. I'd be like, really? Yeah. Like. Put something I don't use, like a toothbrush. It's like one of it's like the pencils you throw yeah. into the ceiling that sometimes comes down. What happens like the dad's just like looking for the remote and it falls down and hits him in the head and he dies. Oh yeah. Oh, well, that's dangerous. Yeah. I mean, there would be manslaughter, right? Accidental death. Yeah, it'd be definitely caused, be a homicide. Caused by your malicious prank. Yeah. Or it could fall, you know, fall on a baby, hit him in the soft spot of their head. Yeah. They die. Yeah. They killed a baby. <laughs> what happens if the baby is up there? <laughs> it falls on you. <laughs> All right. So we'll post the picture. I think it's, it's pretty funny. And uh, kudos to this kid for coming up with that idea. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Let's hope there's not copycat things at my house. Oh, yeah. Some copycat crime for yeah. your daughter. Yeah, nope, don't need that. <laughs> All right, I like it.
That's it for today, folks. Want to thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. I thought it was pretty awesome. It was probably our top uh, 92 podcasts. Definitely in the top 100. <laughs> <laughs> Where can the fine people see the Louis Fox show? Hopefully not a junior high slash high school. You can catch me uh, the 21st to the 23rd. I'll be kicking it in Nashville. I go driving up to Bowling Green, Kentucky. Are you doing a show or are you just hanging out out just there? Just hanging out, collecting my last two states to visit. Which is Kentucky and, and Tennessee. Ten- oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I'll be doing, uh, I finished the U.S. definitely circuit. didn't save the best for last. No, I did not. <laughs> because we're, we're ending in Kentucky, too. Yeah. Well, you know, there's worse places than those two places, but not many. Yeah, that's on the, the, the bottom 50 <laughs> list <laughs> where can they catch the matt baker comedy stunt show i am on the disney magic as we speak uh, from the 18th to the 20th and then myself and steve the pretty good uh, oh. uh someone that's on our podcast pretty often steve hamilton we're doing a show together on february 21st at redmond city hall right outside of seattle 7 30 tickets are available <laughs> at city hall yeah well the it was at some sort of community center but then that went under construction and so they rented out the city hall okay some sort of event space at the city hall that's where we're going to be doing it. you're also going to be approving marriages (laughs) signing death certificates paying off some of my tickets (laughs) paying off my my mother's bond (laughs) getting this boot off of my car (laughs) so come on out that's going to be a great show steve and i it's going to be a lot of fun you can check us out on all the social media we're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Absolutely. And if you are having trouble with the podcast outlets, you can always RSS feed directly from our site, which is oddandoffbeat.com. And if you want to send us an email, you can do so at info at oddandoffbeat.com. We want to thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for your sweet, sweet likes and reviews. Yes. You are awesome. Hope you have a weird week. We are out. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Odd and Offbeat podcast. Stay weird.